Amen. This morning, I want to thank God for His grace and mercies, forgiveness, life once again. Daddy, thank you for an opportunity. All protocol observed. Hallelujah. When Daddy told me that I was going to speak, I, I kept on pondering, I kept on praying and saying, Holy Spirit, what shall I speak about? And I wasn't hearing anything. And a few days ago, he asked me this question. He said, can these dry bones live again? I was like, what, what, what do you mean by that? Can these dry bones live, live again? He didn't say anything afterwards. So I decided to go and look up what it meant in the Bible. And he directed me to Ezekiel chapter 37 verses 1 to 14. I know this is a very popular scripture that most of us know about. At least uh, some of us who went to Sunday school. There is a boat standing, boat standing. There is a boat standing. Dra- hey, you are saying there's a boat standing, you are sitting down. Drive on and they join to serve the Lord. And they're both standing, both. Uh-huh. There is a boat standing, boat standing. Drive on, there is a boat standing, boat standing. Drive on and they join to serve the Lord. Uh huh. Yeah. Connected to there. <laughs> Amen. And they join to serve. Isn't it wonderful to be in the presence of God? Let's pray. Spirit of the living God, this morning, I want to say thank you. I honor you for this grace. I honor you for your strength, for your might. This morning, I stand here not because I am eloquent, not because I am appointed, not because I called myself, but through your directions, through your leadings, you have led me here to speak forth your word. I pray that you shall touch these lips of clay. Then I shall speak the word of God and all lives that shall hear my voice will be touched and be reformed. In the name of Jesus, amen. So let's read. Ezekiel chapter 37 verses 1 going downwards. And it says, The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out into the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley and it was full of bones. Then he caused me to pass by them all around and behold, there were very many in the valley and indeed these were very dry bones. And God said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? So I answered, Oh Lord, it is you who know. Ask your neighbor, can these bones live? Ask the person on your left hand side, can these bones live? Again, God said unto me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. That says the Lord God, these bones, surely I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. I will put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you. Cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. 
Tell your neighbor, these bones shall live. Don't ask, but tell, these bones shall live. Now, let me, let me pause here for a minute. When I was going through the Bible and I saw this, it bones in the valley, very dry bones. I, I tried to understand it, but then the best thing that came to mind was my mind taking me back to Sunday school. What my Sunday school teacher taught me about dry bones in the valley and Ezekiel prophesying to them. And I was like, Holy Spirit, is that all there is to these things? He said, no. Look further. So I decided to look further into it. And he ministered unto me, telling me, these dry bones that Ezekiel saw in the valley are the heart and lives of the Israelites. The heart and lives of the children of God. So many times God spoke to them, brought them out of captivity. But because of their strong heart, because of their hardened hearts, he, God, allowed them to go back into captivity again. Now when you study the life of Ezekiel, you realize that he's, he's a prophet of God, that God spoke to him through so many symbols and metaphors. In Jesus' days, we'll say so many parables. There was a time that God said, take these two bones, join them, two sticks, join them together. And he says, this represents the house of Ephraim. This represents the house of Judah. And I'll bring them together once again. And God interpreted and told him what it meant. So he said, and the Lord took me into his spirit and took me into the valley and caused me to go around about it. God caused him to see how dead his children were to him. If the one who has saved you and brought you out of captivity has instructed you to do certain things, do you go against him? He says, don't worship idols. He says, don't worship grieving images. Why? Because sometimes when we go and pray to God and we ask for answers, because he doesn't answer as quickly, We in turn try to look for other solutions, other ways and means of getting these answers. And because the devil is also so cunning, he also devised ways and means to take us away from the love of God. From the time that God created man, this has been the aim of the devil, to take away dominion from us. And he told Jesus, now, won't you bow to me and I'll give you every single thing that you want. Why? Because it was passed on to me from the first Adam. They gave, they gave it to me as a gift. I'm the chairman. So if you bow to me, I, the prince of this earth, will give it to you. So what he's been intending to do ever since was to make sure that man will never realize this kingdom this dominion that we have in Jesus Christ. So every now and then he tries to, to take us back into sin. And the Bible says that as Ezekiel saw these bones, he said, ah, God, these bones are extremely dry. He said, yes, they are dry. But I want you to do something. I want you to prophesy to these bones. 
and says you will come to life again. This morning, I don't know the bones that are in your life. The bones can sometimes signify lost hope. I don't know the hope you have lost this morning. But God has asked me to stand here behind this exalted altar and tell you that those bones shall receive life. Those bones shall receive life. Listen, time and time again, in the ministry of Ezekiel, he went round bringing the caution of God against the children of Israel. In the latter part, God began to use him as an icon of hope and restoration. Therefore, when God showed him this revelation, he said, yes, the bones are dry, but I'm going to cause you to speak life into these bones. Then I shall restore my people. The night shall restore my people. The night shall restore my people back into the place that I have called them to be. Then they'll know that I am God. Hallelujah. Now let, let me take you a little bit back. When you go to the Ezekiel chapter 36, verses 20 downwards, it says that, and God saw the saints of the Israelites, and he was so angry. And he said, how long will these people sin against me? That even the enemies stand aside and say, look at these people. They call themselves Christians. They say they come to Christian Redemption International Ministry. They serve under the senior prophet Bernardo Bokunsia. But then their lives, it's nothing to speak about. Then God said, no, no, no. If I am God, and I've called these people, I'll restore them. And the Holy Spirit took my mind back to Psalm 23. He said, for my sake, I'll cause you to live in righteousness. He said, for his sake, he will restore. For his sake, he will restore. In Ezekiel 26, he said, he said for my purity's sake, that people will know that I am God, that people will know that I am still the God of Israel. I'll restore these people. Then I'll breathe upon them the breath of life. Then they will serve me and I'll be their God. And they will be my children, my servants. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He says, and I'll save them, I'll restore them, and I'll be their God. And they will be my servants. In this generation in which we live in, there are so many things that war with our Christianity, without faith. So many things that causes us to dry up. Even at times that we can stand and say some years past, I used to pray for 30 minutes non-stop. No distractions. But then can we say that today? Look deep down in your heart. Can you say that today? That I used to pray for so many hours without any distractions, without my Facebook, WhatsApp, Instagram, all these things calling on to me to come. Can we say these things? No. Why? Because we, we have become dry. But then God has sent me to tell you to speak life back into that thing which was dead. There are certain habits you used to do. Sometimes you can come into the presence of God, you come into the house of God and you serve. But then because of certain things that distracted you, you moved away from him. But he's calling you back to him this morning. 
He says, I look into the valley. Prophesy to these dry bones. He said, prophesy to these dry bones. And then the Bible says that. So I prophesied and I commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a great noise and suddenly a rattling and the bones came together, bone to bone, marrow to marrow, flesh to flesh. Indeed, I looked, the sinews, that's the muscles, and the flesh came upon them and the skin covered them over. Then there was no breath in them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And God said, Come, let us make man in our own image and let him have dominion. Then they met. And the Bible says that and he found man out of the dust of the earth. And I'm very sure after doing this, he said, ah, this is wonderful. Then the Holy Spirit said, but he doesn't move like the other animals. He said, ah, this thing you're asking me, you know what to do. Why don't you breathe? Why don't you go over him that he shall have life? He said, Ezekiel prophesied unto the dry bones and they received flesh. But then there was no life in them. Bone to bone, marrow to marrow. Everything was back intact. But then there was no flesh. There was no flesh. Because the breath of God had not come upon it. Also, he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, that says the Lord, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on this slain that they may live. I was asking and wondering, what is this breath? He said, it's my spirit. My ruach. Just as it says in the beginning, said that God breathed upon man and received life. That was a Ruach. Ruach Elohim. So there are times that we can pray things into being. They will receive life. But till the presence of God, until the Holy Spirit walks into that thing, trust me, it will still be dead. And I see Martha crying out to Jesus and said, Master, if you were here, my brother wouldn't have died. And he said unto her, Do you not believe that I am the resurrection and the life? Said, Master, yes, I know that. And he said, No, I'm not saying that your brother will rise one day. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. Then Jesus went and stood at the tomb and cried out, Lazarus, come forth. And I believe when he cried out, the Holy Spirit went into the tomb and breathed himself upon Lazarus. Then that which was dead received life again. This morning I speak to everyone at the sound of my voice. That thing which seems dead in your life shall receive life again. May you receive the Holy Spirit. May you receive the Holy Spirit. And then... Uh, Charlie E. Costa, thank you, Holy Spirit. And then the disciples of Jesus were in the upper room after Jesus had died. 
and they cried out unto themselves, Our master is gone. What do we do? I like the king. Them. And he said, Shall we do? Our master is gone. He said, Then Jesus Christ appeared unto them. And he showed himself the nails, his pierced side. He said, I am your master. Then he did so many miracles unto them. And the Bible says these things were not recorded. But then the ones that were recorded with, so that we shall believe. Then after he did these signs and wonders unto them, he breathed upon them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Therefore this morning, as I stand on this altar, with my hands lifted up, I say, receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the Holy Spirit. And receive life into that thing. That seems dead in your life. I don't know what it is that you're battling with. But us, we have all hope in the resurrection and the life. Jesus Christ, the Son of God. That which is dead will receive life again. That which is dead will receive life again. And he told his disciples... I will destroy the temple in three days. Three days. I'll bear it up. And he was crucified. The Apostle's Creed says, he was crucified, dead and buried. He was erected on the third day. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, seated on the right hand side of the Father. He said, when he died, on the third day, he descended into hell. He went down into hell to go and claim the keys of life and death. Then God gave unto him all authority and all power. And then when Paul came, the Holy Spirit gave unto him several revelations. Even him who was not with Christ, he was opened up to know the things that Christ came to do. Therefore, we realize that we need the Spirit of God daily in our lives. And then then Paul says that if we died with the one who died and arose again, then we also have the power to rise and to live. We have the power to rise and to live. And if power lies in 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 our tongues, then we can speak life we can prophesy about the things we seem as dead unto us. And the first time he says, So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath came into them, and they lived and stood upon their feet, an exceeding great army. An exceeding great army. If Christ be with you, who shall be against you? If Christ be with you, who shall be against you? If Christ be with you, who shall be against you? And then when Christ was baptized, he was driven into the wilderness by the Holy Spirit. And he came back with the fullness of the Spirit. He went in the synagogue as his daily tradition. The Bible says that he took the scriptures and he opened unto them the place 
that was written. Hado kila ikos the highest in the icon tala eante. Rise kohon sali irus kahainta libin o tele imbranzu di italia. He says, I have come to save them who are dead. I'm paraphrasing to give life to them who are in bondage. So in Christ Jesus our Lord, the resurrection and the life. Things may be destroyed, but in his hands, he's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the whole world in his hands. So this morning, why don't you give it all to him? Why don't you give it all to him? He says, I am the resurrection and the life. The bones are so dry in the valley. He says, son of man, speak to the dry bones. He said, and flesh. And the word became flesh. So if flesh came upon the dry bones, the Holy Spirit is telling me this as early coach. He said, the flesh is the word, Christ, upon the dry bones. So the flesh and the word became 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 flesh so there present in the valley in the valley of the shadows of death Christ was present so was his spirit and so was God so together the trinity stood and ask a man. The Bible says that there is nothing that God will not do without a man. He says he needs a man to speak always before you do something. Therefore, if there's a challenge in your life and you refuse to speak, you refuse to speak then there will be no flesh and then there will be no breath upon it to receive life. But if you are going to speak also, please make sure you are speaking flesh. And as I've said, the flesh is the word of God. So then, if, if, if we don't have the word in us, what are we going to speak? What are we going to speak if we don't have the word in us? Many a time we come to church, we don't come with notebooks, we don't come with the pencils, we don't come with the pens, we don't even bring our Bibles to note down the word that comes onto us from the altar. So that we go back home. And we forget. He said, what happened? Oh, today church was powerful. Church was powerful. The man of God preached. He prophesied to us. And they sang songs and we danced. But then after, 
when the enemy comes against you like a flood what is the standard that the Holy Spirit is going to raise against him that standard I stand here to tell you this morning is the word of God it's the word of God when the devil comes in to attack you he he comes to attack the light which is the word which is in you therefore if you have no light in you brother sister I'm sorry he will devour you the Bible says that the devil tempted Jesus Christ for 40 days and 40 nights it was just recently I realized that throughout the 40 days and 40 nights he tempted him it wasn't just the three times after the fast yet after the fast he came in the fullness of flesh tempted him three times the first one Jesus responded it is written then after Jesus said that the devil said hey, you forgotten I was also there with you some years back therefore it is also written in the scriptures that your God that you serve he said that he will not cause your foot to hit a stone it is written. Then Jesus also said, yes. It is also written. The devil knows the scriptures. So if you also do not study the scriptures, then he will beat you up. Hallelujah. Clap unto Jesus. The Bible says that and he prophesied unto the dry bones and flesh came upon it and the breath of life came upon it and he stood up an exceeding great army but when he continued to read down 11 down to the 14 you realize that it wasn't just mere dry bones and flesh it was God trying to tell Ezekiel that these things you are seeing as I have said it's the deadness of our hearts to the things of God. Therefore, he admonished Ezekiel to go back and not neglect the things that he has prophesied to the children of Israel that he should restore by prophesying and breathing life into them. By prophesying and breathing life into them. By prophesying and breathing life into them. And God said, Behold, O my people, I'll open your graves and cause you to come up from your graves and bring you into the land of Israel, into the land I have promised you. Then you will know that I am God when I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you out up from the graves. The 14, he says, I will put my spirit in you and you shall live and you shall live and you shall live and God will put his spirit in you and you will live again he says and I will place you in your own land I will place you in your own land then you shall know that I the Lord have spoken it 
and I performed it, says the Lord God Almighty. Says, I'll perform it, and you know that I am the Lord God Almighty. This morning, I bring life to you. I admonish you to go back, pick your Bibles, and put on some flesh and to those things that are dead in us, that we shall be quickened. For these times in which we live in, believe it or not, are the last days. They are fast approaching. You might hear so many things going on. Whoever thought that a drought will come in the UK? Whoever thought that people will just be there and they'll be receiving heat waves and their houses will be burning and they'll be dying? That lakes that have been so high are being dried up. Right now, some ships and some canoes cannot move because the rivers are dry. And these things happened over 600 years ago. It's happening now. And these things are in our Bibles. When you read Matthew 24, when you read Revelations, we don't even go there. It's scary small. But God give us grace to go there that we shall sketch the scriptures, that we shall come to know the things which are yet to come, that we shall brace ourselves. We shall brace ourselves. For it will be very painful for us to be in church always. That on the day of reckoning, we will be found wanting. It is our father's cry. I remember some months back, I went to him and I said, Daddy, what do you want us to be praying about when we come to church? And he listed them for me. There's about seven topics. Not of the seven, about four was that the church will come to know God more for themselves. It's his prayer. What's the motto of the church? What's the motto of the church? Saving the world through the Bible and the power of prophecy. But then what, 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 what do we do most of the time? We, we, we want to enjoy the prophetic. Then we leave the Bible aside. Lord, have mercy on us. The days in which we are in are very evil. Please, please, let us guard our hearts with all diligence. With all diligence. Giving ourselves unto prayer. Giving ourselves unto prayer. Giving ourselves unto prayer and the studying of the word. That on the day of reckoning, he will not say unto you, Go away from me, I know you not. And you say, but Lord, I prophesied in your name. I taught in your name. I healed the sick. I, I gave gifts to people in your name. He said, yes, you did all these things because you wanted to do them. You did them in the flesh. But I, the Lord, I know you not. There's a difference in praying and asking God to help me to help others. And there's also a difference and God saying, and I'll be your God, and you'll be my people. What God wants from us this morning, 
is that as he is restoring us onto the place of a new heart, onto a place of rejuvenation, he wants fellowship with us. He says, as God created man in the garden of Eden, in the cool of the day, God will come into the garden. To koinonia with them. To have fellowship. To have fellowship. It is in this fellowship that we grow. It is in this fellowship that we see the truths of God. As I bring my message to an end, I pray that God will give unto you, every single one of you here, His Spirit, that His Spirit shall teach us all truth, that His Spirit shall quicken our mortal bodies, that we shall find the place of the study of His Word as a significance and as a priority in our lives. That we shall not be mere Christians, but we shall be Christians after God's heart. That every time we want to, to, to do something, we'll go to him and say, Father, we go to him and say, Holy Spirit, shall I embark on this journey? Shall I fight the Amalekites? And I trust he will say, and he will say unto us go forth for you shall unbeatably win the battle you shall proclaim and have the things that you have lost kindly be on your feet I, I seriously don't know why the Holy Spirit redirected the message into this way. Yes, he receives restoring and bringing our mind to certain things. But for us to enjoy the restoration proper, proper, we have to submit ourselves to the word. To receive flesh on the dry bones and then ask his spirit to come and breathe upon us. I know that every single one of us here is saved. And I also know that some of us here, we will want to rekindle our love for Christ. We want to rededicate ourselves to Christ again. So if there's such here, kindly come forward. If you want to rededicate yourselves back to Christ, you want to say, Father, I have been away from you. There are things I have done that is not right. And this morning I have heard your word. And you spoke to your servant to speak flesh upon the dry bones. And after you caused your breath of life to come upon the dry bones. You want to say to him, Father, I want to receive your breath of life. If you are here, kindly come forward. That Father, I want to receive fresh breath of life. Come on, let's clap our hands as they approach the altar. You want to receive fresh breath. 
but then have mercy on us that we shall always see your glory that we shall always be upright in your presence to have Christ in us and his spirit to quicken us and to move us into all truth come on lift up your voice Thank you, Jesus.